0: Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established wickedly smart women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate the wickedly smart women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create change all around the world. Now here's your host, Emerald Green Forest.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host Emerald Greenforest and today we welcome our special guest Karen Solomon. Karen is the author of Sexy, Sassy and Starting Over and she teaches keys to confidence from the bedroom to the boardroom. Karen inspires her clients to create their lives congruent with their deepest needs and desires. Her communication style is bold, edgy and inspires both men and women to be their authentic unadulterated selves. She integrates a foundation as a credentialed teacher with over two decades providing image makeovers and relationship coaching for men and women. Karen's passion, insight, and genuine desire to serve, combined with being direct, compassionate and relatable, leave audiences and listeners laughing and loving themselves. And I actually have a personal relationship with Karen. We've known one another for at least five or six years now, and she is definitely one of those people who is in my spirals that I admire greatly and really appreciate how she's been a way shower in this industry. And so thank you so much for coming, Karen. I so
2: appreciate you being here. Thank you. It's it's always fun to be with you on any level, virtual included. Oh, nice. Well, Karen, I want to start our
1: time together today by really talking about the calling that you have to support people in relationships, specifically those people who are maybe post-divorce, post-midlife. That's something that you really specialize in. And so I'd love to hear kind of a little bit of the backstory around how you came to be called to
2: serve in this way. Oh, sure. Thank you. Let's see. You know, ever since I was three and tried to teach my one-year-old sister how to tie her shoes, because I thought it would be a helpful thing to know, I was a teacher. When we played teacher in elementary school, I was the teacher. When we were in elementary school, I was the teacher. Fast forward, I became a credentialed teacher And I just love to teach. I'm always going to say, look, this is the easiest way to cut this or do that or learn this or it's always been what I do. It's always made sense to me. And I've also always been a student, not always an academic student, but always been a student of transformation. I mean, I moved to San Francisco from New England in the early 80s and there's just personal development courses grabbed me. And back in 91, I did my first intimacy course. And I was a plus one of a business buddy. He said, hey, please, please, please come with me tonight. I know it's raining, but just come with me because I can't go unless I bring a woman. So I found myself in this room and there were, I was 35 years old. There were probably 24 people, some couples, some just gender balanced, like Everybody, he he said to me, it's an intimacy thing, but we'll all be fully clothed. We have to take our shoes off. So I was fully prepared for whatever, always open to know about what I didn't know. And I found myself standing in front of him a little closer than handshake that we'd always done because we were business buddies. And I'm looking up at this big guy going, namaste, like in a yoga class, you know, which means I honor the divine in you is the English, it's Sanskrit for that. And then there were these instructions like, put your hand on the heart. Whatever it was, it was more intimate than, than the 70s. And let's just say I'm of that age where I never had any hang-ups. Fortunately, I didn't have a Me Too story. And I just had a really good time being single my whole life up until 35. No hang-ups. But we turned off the light and did our thing. This was different. This was looking in someone's eyes and going, I honor the divine. And you're like, what? And you couldn't run away. They're looking in your eyes. You're like, you know, there was no place to run. And then we'd bow and namaste and they said, women, move to your right. Now I'm in front of a stranger and move to your right again. And each time we we're in front of a different man and there were 12, there was a different set of instructions. And the third or fourth one, one of them was stroke her hair with her permission. Oh my God, that is so intimate. That's more intimate than when we jumped under the covers and turned the lights off. I was like, this man's stroking my hair. I'm going to lose it. The next one was, gentlemen, why don't you sit on the floor? Which is a good thing because we had been standing a long time women climb into his lap. Well, Emerald, you know, I'm not a tiny person any more than you are. I'm five foot six. I I mean, laps. I had not been on a lot of laps at that point. And I'm sitting in this guy's lap and he's holding me awkwardly, but it was like, oh, women relax. I freaking lost it. Combination of joy and grief, joy at what might be possible and grief at what I hadn't known. And that started, I told you that long story because I dove and to be their marketing director, so I could go to all their courses, and then I studied with Margot Anand and the Muirs and David Data and Morehouse and get certificates and sexuality and all kinds of stuff because it was the most fun thing. And I also made a decision in that moment, not really overt, you know, conscious decision. That night, I decided I'm going to meet a man in this world who is willing to do this deep kind of intimate dive. And I did. Met my ex at a party in that universe. This was in Northern California two years later. He's still my best friend, though we're divorced. So fast forward, 2001, we were semi-retired. We lived in Sonoma County in a beautiful estate that we bought for the purpose. When I walked in that house, he said, yes, I can do my women's groups and I can do not-for-profit events and have people feel really comfortable to reach into deep pockets. And so a friend of mine's daughter, she was just graduated Stanford. This was in 2001. And she said, you're so easy to talk to about relationship stuff. Can I come spend some time with you? I was like, yeah. And I think part of that has to do with, I don't know, my own children, Emerald. I have stepsons, and I'm a Grammy. Yes, I'm a Grammy. But I didn't have that separation that I've watched happen to all my friends who had daughters because their daughter I trained their daughters about sexuality and coming of age because they couldn't quite do it with them with a couple of exceptions. So to me, it's just a 21-year-old girl who's got the same physicality as me. And she's just another woman to me, meaning I don't do that. So- I thought I said bring your friends and I found myself from a Friday evening to a Sunday evening with nine brilliant 21 and 22 year old college grads they were with me for in my little retreat house for 48 hours and I thought for prepping for that I said what do these girls need to know they need to know about men and the differences between men and mo- and women and conversation and you know communication they need to know about sex which is everything about intimacy from how you like it to how do you talk about it to how do you say no, et cetera. And they need to know about money. And the money piece was about lifestyle choices. Like when were you going to tell him you wanted to be a stay at home mom and your salary goes away? Or he came from a family of not educated contractors that make more fit, more money than your MD or lawyer family, but he could care less about a college fund. That's just, or she could whatever that is a money conversation. So I just realized that what I had learned inherently and, and had gathered all this information, I had this privilege of, of having the resources and the time to study with incredible teachers. So I just, again, I'm a teacher, tie your shoes or learn how to have a better orgasm. Whatever it is, it's like, why not let me share the wealth? So that's a long answer, but there it is.
1: Yeah, beautiful. Well, I'm very curious too, Karen, because I know there's part of your story in there. At that point, you were teaching young women, but now you've really shifted your focus. So can you talk as an entrepreneur? Because you know, that's one of the things that you and I have shared as well. And it does kind of fall into the money part of your equation, you know, men, sex, and money. Can you talk a little bit about what happened to create a shift for you or an evolution for you, where you stopped working with the younger women and started working with both men, women, and couples who are uh, you know, past middle age at this point.
2: Thank you. Well, perfect question and perfect segue. So, I will always work with younger women. I mentor them. They, I have two that I have two adopted goddaughters, twenty-five and thirty, who are remarkable young women. And I, because that's such a part of me. It's the mother that I, what, I'm not. So I will always do that. So I'm just going to make that. And I will always, if a, if a bunch of women want to get, like my niece did this once for me, she gathered her girlfriends and I spent half a day teaching them what they wanted to know. So I will always give that. I've not figured out how to monetize for young people. And I'm not a young person. And what I realized, you know, I wrote my Sexy Sassy book because I never thought when I started that thing, I was madly in love with my husband. Things were great. And then we just grew apart, as can happen. And I realized. As I moved from Northern California, from over three decades in Northern California to Southern California, and I think I told you I'd been semi-retired, so I, money wasn't an issue about my work. I was making my money from other ways. I moved to Southern California thought, I'll start over. Oh my gosh, the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And I had an amicable divorce with a best friend. My husband's her best friend. But then add on, I'm probably one of the only ones I know with an amicable divorce, meaning most of the people I meet are going, oh, I hate him, I hate her, I mean, she's awful, and the lawyers, and that I'm having nervous breakdowns. And I was like, really? So I've been a style consultant doing makeovers for over 30 years, and I started with men and have worked with women, and it was never about the clothes. It was always about the congruency. So clothing, confidence, charisma, congruency, it all goes together. But I had seen the transformation in both men and women with just that, And usually it boosted their confidence and they felt sexier and more alive. And so in those early 2000s, when I was retired, I went to coaching school, even though I was already a coach, I went to the Coach's Training Institute to learn the distinction between kind of consultant and coach, decided I really am more of a consultant. They're hiring me for my expertise. But I decided to get trained in that because more training, I love it. You can relate, we met in a training. But anyway, yeah, but I just realized as I was dating, oh my gosh! Okay, let's not let's talk about the obvious here. As I started dating, and I've been so used to being around men who, like me, had taken all these these relationship courses, got ourselves trained. My husband and I spent a fortune going and learning more stuff, which is why we're amicable. And I realized, oh my gosh! You know, as I said, you heard me pitch at you know, at the New Media Summit. I said, there's a whole lot of divorced guys over forty-five who know how to do business. They know how to do money, they know how to do you know, golf, but they really don't know how to do relationship because I'm a recipient of, I mean, I meet them. It's like frightening. So it's a level of, of maturity and it's learned things that they didn't know they didn't know, but I know them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can't not teach you how to tie your shoes if I think it will be helpful, even though there's Velcro now. But yeah. you know, it's a question of that. And so, and also, I think, I really do believe we all have superpowers, and one of my superpowers is teaching what I know. It just is. You know, whether it's how to dress, oh, no, 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 that's disproportionate because of this, this, and this, and the color in your eyes, and da, da, da. I just know how. My mother was an artist, actually, that's one of her paintings behind me, but I just learned it, you know, it's inherent, and so if I can help people, because I had the privilege of studying with such great teachers, and yeah, I'm going to come back, to swing back to the word Entrepreneur. Since my first freaking lemonade stand, I've always been an entrepreneur since Mm -hmm. age seven and a half. I just am not able to work for other people because they do things that I, whatever, it's just not my thing. You can relate. I definitely can. (laughs) So it's like, how do I put it together? And then I just do a meetup group that I call, you know, relationship real talk because I was so lonely when I moved down here. I thought, let's get together with some humans and have real conversations. And I do this two hour thing and nobody would leave for three and a half hours. Because nice. they were like, oh my God, look at how it's just a facilitated conversation. Yeah, next time you're in town, in, maybe I'll have one and you can come. I would love but, that. Yeah. But anyway, did that kind of answer your question? Yeah, totally. You
1: did great. And we are already at the break. It's amazing oh. how quickly this goes. So oh. right now, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, we, we are going to talk more about both entrepreneurship as well as how you help people the entrepreneurship that you have. But right now, Wickedly Smart Women, we would love your help please share our show with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. We are now in 27 countries around the world. And by the time this particular episode airs, my guess is that will be possibly even doubled because we are doing such a great job and i really appreciate all of our listeners who are passing along the show and uh rating and reviewing and doing all the things Uh, we are welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world and we want to shout out today to our listeners in israel and we will be right back with karen solomon
0: The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Women, are you ready for a big revenue breakthrough so you can stop working like a man and being paid like a woman? Are you ready to take the leap and go deep to claim your value and convert your wisdom to wealth? Is now the time to fulfill your mission and change the world? Creative Age Consulting Group is hired by women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance and be heard by millions while building a sustainable business model that makes bank. Please visit apply.wealthylifemethod.com to apply for an invitation-only consultation. If you have been inspired to receive support in welcoming wealth by making your most heartfelt contribution to the world, be sure to apply for a consultation today. Once again, that is apply.wealthylifemethod.com or click in the link in the show notes to access the application.
1: And we are back with Karen Solomon. You can find out more about Karen's books, her coaching, and her signature programs at karensolomon.com. We will have that in the show notes. I'd like to also invite and inspire you if you are somebody who is past 45, who is you know, either a man or a woman. If you're a woman who knows a man, please pass this along to the men in your life who might, you know, you might have a brother or an uncle or a cousin or even a son who could potentially use Karen's support. Please go to karensolomon.com and reach out to her to have a complimentary consultation because, you know, a lot of people just put their toe in to get more information. The truth is you're not going to get transformation without having the consultation. So I would love to encourage you to reach out if uh, what Karen has to offer is resonant for you. So Karen, Before we went to the break, we were talking a little bit about entrepreneurship, we were talking about money, we were talking about relationship. One thing that you mentioned was that in your relationship with the man that you were married to, the two of you did a lot of work together that allowed you to have an amicable divorce and I'm guessing an amicable and sexy marriage while you were in it. And it's interesting because something has happened for me recently. I've just been turned on. Uh, One of my mentors said, Go to a cuddle party. So I've just been turned on to the cuddle party. And the entire concept of consent language and consent communication was literally something that I just did not even have any awareness of at all. So I'd love to have you talk a little bit about consent about what you teach your people when you're working with them specifically in the area of communication. Absolutely. And if you can give our people a, a tip or two to help I am them along give, right
2: now. I'm going to give you a great tip. First of all, I'm very familiar with cuddle parties. I know people who run cuddle parties. I know the people who started the cuddle parties. I've been to cuddle parties. And if anybody out there listening, just go to, I think it's cuddleparties.com. Mm-hmm. And they're not sexual. It's sweet. Everybody's wearing, you, know, you want to be dressed comfortably because you will be cuddling. But I mean, people are like, <gasps> But it's very safe. It is guided. There's any weird behavior the person is asked to leave. So anyway, that said, yeah, I've been studying this stuff for so long, you know, since my 30s. And I'll admit it, I'm in my 60s and proud of it. But let's put it this way consent. I'm going to shift it a little bit more to not just consent like, oh, you know, about having sex because that sounds like it's always like that. What if you and I are roommates, okay? And you've been telling me for two weeks, you can't wait to get your hair done. You're going to do this awesome color and you would too. Pink, purple, I'm sure you would do that. But you're going to get your hair all done on Wednesday afternoon and that morning you say, today's the day. And then you're at the, when I get home, my arms are filled. You're at the sink. uh, Maybe you've got your earbuds in. I don't see it because your hair has been done and covering them. And you're washing something, and I walk in, and I walk past you, and I say, hey, your hair looks awesome, but you don't hear me, because my communication didn't land, because you had earbuds on, and I didn't make sure. Now, if I tapped you on the shoulder, or if I had stopped and said, Yoo-hoo, and you turn around, I go, wow. Instead, later, you say to me, hey, you didn't say anything about my hair. I said, yes, I did except that it didn't land. Now, this is a very mild, not intimate, not, you know, but what if I always made sure I was opening the portal for you to receive? And I, what about if I just, what about if a guy is at the store instead of just saying, oh, you're really pretty and freaking the woman out? What if he said to her, and I teach this, excuse me, would you be okay if I gave you a compliment? Whoa, she could either say no mm-mm, to him because she's not open to it, Or she could say, why, thank you for asking. Boom. And then he says, you're just that blue sweater looks great with your eyes. Or your baby's cute. Whatever. The point is, when you open a portal, then you deliver a communication. Everyone is honored. So, of course, translate that to the bedroom. Would it be okay for me to touch you here? Not only are you getting consent, even if you've been with them for 20 years, you're getting their attention right to there. Instead of just kissing them, I love it when a man said, "Ooh, I want to kiss you. I'm like, oh, you do? Then like, boop, my nerve endings are awake. I'm waiting. And he kisses me. Even if it's like, oh, baby, I'm going to kiss you. And he grabs me. I have that moment to go, yeah. Instead of, you know, wondering, whatever, especially the first, listen, I'm dating as well. It's still awkward at this age. Can I handle it? Yeah pretty well. They should either be my client or my husband. We'll see what. <laughs> <little tricky laughs> on those dating sites. But but it's an interesting conversation. So to that end, let me give you an actual tip to give your people. And if you want to write to me, I will happily send you the PDF that has this all explained. Anybody who and by the way, when you go to KarenSolomon.com and you give me your email, thank you for that in advance. You can choose Fulfilling dating tips or juicy sex tips for your current relationship or if you're married. This isn't only for singles. This is to make sure you can stay married if you choose to. But anyway, I do offer some great content there. But if you want, just write to me, Karen at karensolomon.com, and just say, oh, tell me about that artful thing that you said. Artful communication, Emerald, is the following. A-R-T. It's artful. A is for appreciate. Ooh, honey, I would love that you want me to feel good, right? R is for request. Would you mind touching me a little bit higher up? T is for thank you. Not thank you for touching me higher up. Thank you for hearing my request. Then you can still thank them or go. Ooh, uh, ooh, uh, that feels good later. But the truth is, if you just say, "Ooh," you know I don't like when you touch me right there. He's going to go. See you later, and go start flipping channels. Meaning it because we immediately emasculate men in particular, or we just make women wrong. We make each other wrong. Not on purpose, but because we're cutting corners. We're so good and nice at the beginning. But what if we remembered? And I don't have probably time on your show to tell a very funny story. Do I have time? Do I have like... Uh, we minutes? got five minutes left. Okay. So. I'm going to tell the story. Go. And everybody will get artful after this story. Okay? Okay. And really, without communication, in communication, absolutely anything's possible. So here's the thing. The deal was, when I lived with Billy, my ex, was that if I cooked, he did the dishes. If he grilled, I did the dishes. But it was winter. He didn't grill. So I cooked this great dinner. The guests had left. Everybody was happy. I'm upstairs kicking back, waiting for him to clean the kitchen that I'd left an unbelievable mess in. Huge kitchen I didn't, I don't clean up along the way. It's not my style. <laughs> okay. So I wait, clang, clang, bang, bang. I finally go downstairs. There's a big giant wooden butcher block between where I come into the kitchen and where he is at the sink. Pots and pans in the drying rack, dishwasher running, everything's cleaned up except I notice. And, oh, and he's reaching for the light switch and I'm about to put the dish towel down. But I, what do I see? Tons of crumbs on the butcher block and crumbs on the black granite countertop. So guess what comes out of my mouth? You didn't can't, get the crumbs. <laughs> can't you clean up the crumbs before you come up? Here's what he did. He, I need a prop. I'll pretend it's a dish towel. He looked at me. He threw the dish towel on the counter. He said, you bitch, you teach this stuff. And he went into the entertainment center, which was his office, Slammed the door, watched something, and slept in the guest room. And you know what, Emerald? There wasn't even an apology. Just don't do it again. He was absolutely right. Now, that was door number one. Really bad way to respond, okay? Wind it back. I come in. I see the crumbs. He's done. This time I say, ooh, I could have said, oh, God, you did a great job cleaning up my epic mess. Hey, honey, before you come upstairs, would you mind wiping the crumbs? Thank you. At which point he could say, sure, no problem, babe. Or he could say, "Hey, do you mind? I'm done. Either way, we're going to sleep in the same bed. Okay. Now that's door number two, really good option. No fighting. Door number three is the best option. Wipe the crumbs myself. Cause here's the thing. I'd known he didn't see crumbs for the 10 years I'd been with him any more than when I, honey, my computer's booting up slowly. And he's a tech guy, right? Okay. honey. well, that's because you have 20,000 photos, not in a folder. And they You know what I'm saying? We all look at life through different lenses. But if we remember, or as a business person, they hand you a memo and you look at it and it's like, oh my God, they can't spell. You say, wow, isn't that great that you got this in an hour early? Hey, would you mind running it through spell check and get me another draft? Thank you. What? All of a sudden you're the best manager in the world or you're the best lover or the best wife or the best mother. So artful appreciate request and thank start practicing with you the kids start practicing it with your son emerald start practicing with colleagues do it at the cuddle party Ooh, i liked when you just stroked my shoulder would you do it a little higher up by my neck thank you watch what happens it's magic and people come back to me super powerful people my god i got just what i wanted
1: yeah, beautiful. I love kindness, that.
2: Kindness kindness.
1: Yeah. And what I'm also hearing there, Karen, is we can be very quick to be confrontational. We can be very quick to be critical. We can be very quick to be in that space of assuming and judging and all of those things. And what I'm hearing here is not only the, you know, the consent piece but also the collabor like Come to this person who you're intimate with with softness and with kindness and, like, get over your own shit and clean up the crumbs yourself if if it's something that bothers you. Like, is it worth – are the crumbs worth – Creating a
2: schism in the relationship, right? Because yeah. seriously, you hear about people say, "Did you hear she left him because he didn't wipe the crumbs?" No, she yeah. left him because he didn't do what he said he would do for twenty years. Right, that was like a straw or she? I'm not putting this on Matt. right? Meaning, meaning, you know, do what you say you're gonna. We could go on about this, as yeah. Well, like, and we know. don't, we don't have the time to do that. But <laughs> I do want to
1: ask you if there is one final, because we got basically a minute left. Is there one? Final thing that you want to say to our wickedly smart women listeners, because our audience here is primarily women, is there one thing that you want to say to the women that feels really
2: important for you to get out before we close? Thank you for asking. Yes, it's our responsibility as women. Our pleasure is our responsibility. And if we learn what gives us pleasure and we learn how to ask for it straight, from the bedroom to the boardroom. If we learn how to ask for it straight, that's maturity. And also if we keep ourselves filled up, if you don't have a lover, become your own lover. If you don't have, if your muscles hurt, get a massage, have a facial, fill yourself up because then we become like a fountain and a dried up fountain is not flowing over like the whatever it's called in in, in Rome, right? I mean, it's just not, you have to fill yourself up in order to have the bounty to share with anyone. Beautiful.
1: All right. Well, Karen, it has been a delight to have you as I expected it would be. I know that you're the kind of guest that literally we could make 12 episodes and we still wouldn't be done, but uh, we have to be done for today. And I want to thank you again for coming. Listeners, please make sure you check her out at karensolomon.com. And we do love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line at 540- 402-0043, Four zero two zero zero four three 43 extension 4343. We will have that in the show notes for you. Or you can send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open and remember you are a wonderful woman.
0: Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to review and rate Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.